Hey guys, welcome to the Fuel Your Soul podcast. I'm your host, Madison Burles. In my small corner of the internet, we will be chatting about the aspects of your fitness journey that can either help or hurt you on the road to becoming your strongest, healthiest, and most powerful self. I've made it my mission as a coach and trainer to help others create the blueprint for their health and fitness goals that saves them time and frustration and gives them the most power. If you're looking to level up in your journey with functional and sustainable change, then you're in the right place. All right, so today we're talking about the concept of adaptability and what it looks like and how we can use it to our advantage within our fitness journey and also how it helps us keep pushing forward and making progress when circumstances might be less than ideal. So this episode idea kind of came to me as I was talking to a friend of mine who is also an in-person trainer and we were talking about online coaching versus in-person training. And he mentioned that it's hard to bring clients on for online coaching, um, clients that you've had and you've worked with in person before. It's hard to bring them on for online coaching because they like, you know, they like the private gyms. They already know how to work out, but they just don't want to be anywhere else. And I asked why, like, why don't they want to be anywhere else? Why aren't they um, kind of accepting of any other type of or style of help? And he said they're used to training in private facilities with nobody there and, you know, not having to wait for equipment. Those are the common reasons he gets. And when he said that, all I heard was the clients don't know how to adapt to a busy gym and modify their exercises to what is available to them. And this kind of opened up a huge door for me because it's like, hello, like PSA, you're not going to always have what you want when you want it or what you need when you need it. And ain't that like a theme of life? So I was like, it's about time that they learn how to adapt in a busy gym because they are probably rarely going to have everything they need, um, equipment, space, time, etc. The need for the skill will present itself in all three pillars of your fitness journey. And I like to call those pillars, you know, we have fitness, actively like working out, nutrition, everything around how you fuel your body. And then your mindset is a huge pillar. What you think about, how you view yourself, how you view, you know, numbers, progress, and so on. So over the course of this episode, I'm going to go through, you know, what what it looks like to use adaptability in those three pillars of your fitness journey and how it's actually going to make it so much easier to make progress when, again, circumstances are less than ideal or they're just, you know, your environment's not working out or you don't have the resources to do everything perfectly. So getting into the fitness pillar, let's talk about exercise accessibility. So sometimes we have to adjust our workouts to our environment. Like, for example, if the leg press machine is taken, which it almost always is, like in most gyms, I feel like they have like one or two, unless you're at a huge uh, um, commercial gym. But the leg press machine is almost always taken when you need it. And you might not have time to waste. So you have to quickly come up with an exercise that you can do that replicates that movement. What many people don't realize is that the leg press is basically a squat, but the weight is just simply coming from a different direction. So you can actually substitute like a leg press in your workout with any variation of a squat. But if you wanna specifically target your quads, I would elevate your heels on a plate or a ramp if you have one, and then let your knees travel over your toes as you squat down. That's a great way to replicate the same muscles worked and range of motion. And you're even gonna get better range of motion with the elevated heel squat. 
And if you want to add weight and make it more difficult, you can put a pre-weighted, you know, barbell on your back, or you can hold um, a dumbbell like a goblet squat. You might also need to adapt your workout schedule to a new work schedule or because of some other factor that is disrupting your normal routine. So can you hit the gym? If this happens, let's say you have, you know, another commitment after an eight hour day of work and you can no longer go to the gym after work. Can you hit the gym or maybe just give get 30 minutes of movement before work instead of after And this may mean you need to wake up an hour or two earlier, which I know no one wants to do. I know when it's like, okay, like I could work out before work, but that means I have to get up at five because I have to leave time to one, get to the gym, two, work out, three, come back to the gym and four, shower and get ready for work and then eat breakfast. But like if you have to wake up earlier and that immediately, that immediate thought is, oh, I can't do that. Like, I'm not going to do that. Pause. Take a breath and decide, are you committed to your goals and getting stronger as a person and finding ways to make it work with your lifestyle, even if it's a temporary, you know, you have to do this temporarily, or are you committed to compromising on your values and taking the easy way out? We don't have to make it super complicated, but I find that, you know, people's immediate reaction will tell them where their values truly lie. And if their values don't truly lie within their goals, then that's great. I suggest that you always align your behavior with your values. But here's the thing. If you are constantly kind of feeling down and like you should be doing more and like you are personally meant for more, it might be time to change up those values. All right. So let's move on to the nutrition pillar. So we can also use the skill of adaptability with food accessibility. Uh, And we especially see this while eating out at restaurants. So the more frequently you eat out, the harder it's going to be to, to, uh, you know, not only reach your goals when it comes to fitness and health, but the harder it's going to be to align um, that diet with, you know, any body recomposition goals, um, you know, building muscle, burning fat, a lot of food that is prepared at a restaurant, fast food places, or even places like Chipotle, you know, even though it's freshly made, there's typically more added ingredients in whatever they're preparing, more sodium, more calories, more hidden grease, more hidden fats here and there. So it's always best to try to prepare, you know, more than 80% of your own meals at home. But depending on how strict your diet strict your diet is and how it's relevant to your fitness goals, you can either let yourself enjoy that meal out, you know, like you might be craving a big greasy burger or fried food that you never have and you haven't been out in a while. That's totally fine. Just freaking enjoy it and don't worry about it. But if you have kind of been eating out a lot and you like need to keep your shit together, then this is what I look for when I'm eating out at a restaurant. I look for high protein minimally processed so ideally not high temperature cooked or fried foods and i'm looking for micronutrients so are there fruits and vegetables involved or is it just grease and starchy carbs so in this case i'll typically add a protein to a salad and change up the dressing to like an olive oil and vinegar on the side to minimize ingredients or extra calories if i need to But depending on how strict I need to be, sometimes I'll just get the dressing that they give me and it's fine. 
Um, the dressings and salads do get you. So like if you're having like a Caesar salad, that Caesar dressing is usually pretty racked up with because it's buttermilk, you know, oil and whatever else is in Caesar dressing. <laughs> I don't really know. I always get the I always get the um, the company is called Bolt House Farms and they have a Greek yogurt base Caesar dressing and they also have a Greek yogurt based ranch that's freaking fire if you haven't tried it yet look for that brand it's usually by the salad stuff in the grocery store total hack so that's the kind of meal that I will look for when it comes to eating out at a restaurant and again it depends on your goals I don't want you to feel like you always have to order a salad when you go out to eat because you absolutely do not have to it just depends on how often you're eating out at a restaurant or eating food that's not prepared at home and what your specific goals are and that's totally fine all right another area of the nutrition pillar where adaptability is going to benefit you is if you're traveling for work or on a vacation the best thing you can do is plan ahead with high protein snacks and meals I can't tell you how many times me and my clients work through this um, and it's a great skill to have and it's a great kind of, you know, uh, second nature to have because when we don't plan ahead and we embark on our journey, protein is going to be like the least readily accessible food you will find on the road. So everybody's fitness goals should incorporate you know a high protein diet if you are an adult you should absolutely be eating more than 100 grams of protein given that most people are more than most adults are more than 100 pounds so i would say all adults more than 100 grams of protein that means that we have to plan ahead if you're traveling for work or if you're going on vacation like i just went on vacation to nantucket island and i was flying from san diego to boston I left my house. I had before I got on the before I left, I had a salad with chicken or I had whatever was left in my fridge, but it was a combination of salad, vegetables, and the last of a protein source I had. It was chicken sausage or chicken. And then for snacks, I brought my organics, um, base organics version of honey nut Cheerios, which are actually fire. A meat stick, um, first form protein sticks have my heart. I love the ingredients and the macros. Those are really good. 20 grams of protein right there. And then a, let's see. Oh, I had a Go Macro Bar. That's um, another good brand I like because it's not filled with a bunch of preservatives. Now that's not necessarily a protein bar, but there is some protein in it. It's just not, I don't think it's more than 15 grams, but that's still good. So I always, and like, if you guys know me, like I don't go anywhere for a long period of time without snacks backed up because your girl gets hangry. And literally my family has told my friends and my ex-boyfriends to like keep her fed because we don't want, we don't want anyone making a scene, especially when I'm traveling, like there's enough stress already. So this is, those are the snacks that I brought when I was flying. But for the example of like traveling for work, like one of my clients travels to, uh, like goes on long weekends or like one to two day trips for work. And so what I have her do is plan ahead with her protein. So although she doesn't always know if there's going to be a mini fridge in her her hotel, but sometimes she can call and figure out if there is. And if there is, no problem. Let's create, you know, let's get lunches and dinners down. And with that, We'll do something easy like you could do a rotisserie chicken and just shred it up into two containers and then you can also add a prepared veggie and a prepared uh, carb or starch if you want 
But for um, breakfast, my favorite on the road high protein breakfasts are overnight oats. So oatmeal made with protein powder, or you can do egg whites. I usually do, if I'm doing like a half a cup of oatmeal, I'll do a quarter to a half a cup of egg whites. And I don't usually taste it, but I also, if the oats are plain, which I use plain oats, I'll sweeten it myself. So I'll do honey, maple syrup, or if I have like sugar, uh, like calorie-free stevia, I'll use that if I'm not using a protein powder. You could also do like a yogurt parfait. Greek yogurt is a great source of protein. Um, That could be a snack or a meal, depending on how you dress it up. And what was one other breakfast that I loved? You can also low-key like make scrambled eggs and put them in a container. It's just like not my favorite thing to heat up eggs later on, but like it's totally doable. There's no problem with that. So those are kind of my go-to meals when, um, that I recommend to my clients as they like are traveling for work or they're traveling on vacation or whatever it is. The best, the most important thing here is this, that we plan ahead and say, okay, how many meals do I need? What, like maybe you only, you're going to like, for example, one of my clients, she does, she knows she's going to have a lunch out with her boss. Then we get breakfast and dinner down and we let her, you know, make smart decisions at a restaurant with her boss. That's totally fine. Again, it just takes a little bit of like, okay, what did my next couple days look like and how can I set myself up for success? All right, we are moving on to the mindset pillar. Adapting our mindset can take, you know, many different forms. And I actually find that this is usually the biggest test in my fitness journey. So in the moments I just described with with adapting in the realms of nutrition and fitness, Having to adapt your fitness routine or your diet to external factors, while we're doing that, our mindset plays a key role and we might not even realize it because it could just be second nature. If we encounter an external factor that, you know, takes us away from our original plan, are you, are you immediately getting emotional and letting it ruin your progress or are we taking the time to pause and make an educated, calm, neutral decision. Now, there were plenty of times where I did not have the equipment I needed at a gym or while working out on vacation, and the stress would hit me like a tsunami, and I would literally let it ruin my whole day. Like, hello, emotional regulation. I didn't have it. I didn't know what it was. I just knew that I didn't have what I needed, and I like basically threw a tantrum in my head. It's very important that we recognize that adaptability is good and it's an important skill that is only going to make our fitness journey smoother. So don't let those external factors derail your whole plan or your whole day, okay? I need you to hear me when I say this. There is always a way to make it work, even if the new plan looks nothing like your old one, okay? We have the ability to just stop and figure things out. But the biggest roadblock that causes, that prevents us from, you know, maybe mastering or practicing adaptability is our emotions and how we react. So in the instance with food and food accessibility and planning ahead, that is proactive, okay? If we're planning ahead, And we're looking, okay, what do my next few days look like? How can I help myself reach my goals? That is proactive, okay? It's much harder to reach your goals if you are constantly 
living in a state of reactivity. If we're only, you know, picking up the pieces after the fact, when these factors, you know, derail our plan or whatever happens, then it's not only going to be like a really bumpy ride, but we're also just like not going to reach our goals. And the fact that we keep, we think we're trying and we're trying so hard, but we're only reacting to everything that comes our way and we're not thinking ahead and we're not, um, you know, sitting in a space of awareness with, you know, what might happen and like, um, predicting, you know, any bumps in the road that are going to come our way. If we're not looking at the rest of the route on our, on our big map of a fitness journey, and we're only looking 10 feet ahead of us, then that is going to cause us to be constantly reactive. So emotional regulation and being able to create mindset awareness while we're reacting or being proactive is going to help a ton. All right. I'm going to leave you with three things that I need you to remember. And you might even want to jot these down because they are very important to keep with you and put in your pocket and whip them out whenever you need them throughout the day. Number one, something is always better than nothing. Number two, one day or one workout does not dictate all of your progress. And number three, you can find a way to make it work. Even if it might be a little bit challenging, you can find a way to make it work and you have to believe that. All right, guys, that's all I have for today. I hope you appreciated today's episode. Let me know if you guys have any feedback or if anything really resonated with you and I will talk to you soon. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it and are feeling at least 1% stronger in your fitness journey. If so, let's put that energy into action. P.S. Are you looking for a little more than 1% today? Then head over to my Instagram and feel free to send me a DM with any questions. If you're looking to invest in personalized support in your fitness journey, then go ahead and fill out the application link in the show notes. Until next time, see you guys later.